0: Let's clap our hands unto the Lord once again. We love you, Lord, tonight, Lord Jesus. Touch your Lord, your people, Lord Jesus. Let us not be the same the way we came in here tonight. We thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. Well, let's give the um, praise singers a nice round of applause for what they did tonight, too. They did a good job. Well, um, Pastor French, or actually Brother Ryan, asked me to um, do the service um, tonight um, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I prayed that the Lord would help me this evening and um, to pour out my heart for someone that I truly care about. And um, So let's go ahead and get into the word of the Lord. All right, um, cu- reading from 1 John 5.14, 1 John 5.14, and it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So I would like for Brother Pope to um, pray um, for this service and and whatever he wants, lays on his heart, just go ahead and say what you like to say. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Pope. Well, um, as you know, Brother Cole has um, been in the hospital um, for the last several weeks. And um, one of the things that Brother Cole um, used to say to me was, Brother T., I have confidence in you, and he said that to me over the last 14 years, and I really didn't understand, truly understand why he said that all the time until just a couple of weeks ago, so I hope um, that I'm able to bear that um, tonight, but before I go any further, I'd just like to welcome um, Sister Tam, she's from the nursing home, we've been going there for five years, so let's welcome her tonight. (laughs) All right, She's, um, she loved the Lord, and when we were there in the nursing home, and we used to come, and the patients that she had to take care of, when she knew the Apostolic Tabernacle was there, she always brought all of her patients, all of her patients over there, so we appreciate that. All right. The, um, in January 1st of 2001, um, Brother Cole baptized me, all right? And during that time... Um, Just one month before that, and I'm so appreciative that they sang that song, How Much uh, We Love Jesus, is that um, I was considering taking my life um, at that time. And as I was walking through the house, uh, my my world was crashing in on me and everything. And um, I just happened to go, just walking through the house, there was a Bible on the table that I never read. And I picked it up, and I went outside, and I said... I don't need to know a second from now, not a minute from now. I need to know right now if there is a God. Because seven years prior to that, um, I purposed in my heart to find out if there was a God. And I studied every religion in the world. Uh, I studied with all kinds of people. And during that time frame, I even visited a Pentecostal church. And when I did, I said, these people are crazy. <laughs> but it touched me because I said I'd never seen that before. I went to a Catholic church, I went to a Protestant I went to Jehovah Witness. I went to all kinds of churches. And then I took a class on comparative religion. And in there the teacher said we had to do our thesis paper on some denomination. So I chose Jehovah's Witness. And so I went to five different states and visited their Kingdom Hall and um, wrote my thesis paper on it, and I thought I did a good job because I went to five different states. I said, "Who would go to five different states to do your do their homework?" And I came back, and he gave me a B. I said, "What? I did all that work, and I got a B, but it was a work, all right. <laughs> it was a work." But the, one of the things that while I was studying with Jehovah Witnesses at the time, they believed in one God, um, and I can break down their doctrine and everything like that. But they believed in one God, and I don't. And when I came across them I, I said this prayer I said if there is a God all right because three different churches came to my house in um, Wichita Kansas and they knocked on the door and I said okay they gave me their information and then they left and so I said well if there is a God send the denomination back or the church back that you want me to study with well Jehovah's Witness came back and I said okay so I started studying with them, and then um, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of structure. Um, I learned how to study the word of the Lord, but I wasn't in the truth. But I came to the point um, at that time because I purposed in my heart to find out if there was a God. Things in my life started going bad, bad. And I was saying, like, wow. I mean, it was, like, coming out of everywhere. And I was like, what is going on? But after I got done studying to find out there was a God for two years, at the end of the two years, I came to the conclusion that there was no God. And at that time, all the problems that I had went away because I made the decision that there was no God. And so the devil said, I got him. There's nothing else for me to do. He already believes there is no God. so. But this is the mercy of the Lord. For the next seven years, the Lord would ask me questions. But I didn't know the Lord's voice at the time. He would say, if I'm not who I say I am, then why is this? Why is that? Why is this? Why is that? And so my wife at the time, she said, why do you keep asking all these questions? And I said, I don't know. But it wasn't like day to day. It was just over time. And so at the end of those seven years, um, my world came crashing in on me um, because my wife at the time decided to say, "Um, I don't love you. I never loved you, so um, I'm in love with somebody else, and she left. And so my world imploded because at the time, I loved my wife with all of my heart, and I I gave her every bit of me. And she left. So I didn't know what to do because I didn't have anything to fall back on. So at the time, the devil was still trying to destroy me. And he almost did. But the Lord deflected me just a little bit. He said, hold on. Try me. And at that time, I was at Eglin Air Force Base. And um, at the time, there was four other suicides on the base. And one of the things for those that deal with suicide, if one person commits suicide, it begins a trend because well somebody else killed themselves i'm going to kill myself and so the base immediately once they got the four suicides called a big mass meeting into in the gym i mean in the movie theater and they said this is going on we want y'all to be aware of this and so that nobody else does it and so they started breaking down all the symptoms of what leads up to suicide and i said hey that's me and so i raised my hand It was like over 700 people, something like that in the theater, and hey, that's me. And so the guy walked by me, and he said, go make an appointment. i like, make an appointment? I just told you that those symptoms are me, and I'm about to, I'm possibly going to kill myself. And he said, make an appointment. So I was furious. And so um, I made the appointment. I did make the appointment. I went to go talk to him and everything, and he broke everything down from a, a worldly standpoint, saying that you can get better. And so I went home, and at the time, as a, my day to day went by, um, I didn't know what to do. So <clears throat> my wife came home and said, "I'm leaving you," and she left. And then. I looked around and didn't know what to do, and that's when I found the Bible. And I went outside. It was on a hot day in Florida. And I said, I need to know right now if there is a God. And no sooner than the W syllable was rolling off the tip of my tongue, the Lord showed up in my front yard and wrapped his arms around me. And I began to weep and weep and weep because he had answered my prayer. I've been looking for him for such a long time, and he showed up. But his presence and his glory was so powerful that day that I thought I had received the Holy Ghost that day. I didn't know what the Holy Ghost was anyway. and But but for the next two weeks, I didn't know anything about praying. This was in December of 2000. They didn't know anything about fasting. And all I ate for two weeks was this. And at the end of two weeks, I said, I need to go to church. And so I went to the church on um, Eglin Air Force Base. It was a Sunday service. And they had about maybe 10 or 12 preachers on the stage. The place was packed. Balcony, everything up there. And I went into the foyer, and I said, Lord, first time I ever said that. Don't let me down. And so I went into the for, I went into the to the church, and I sat down in the middle in the middle row. Right there, where um, Brother Pope is sitting. And so this girl got up, and she started singing a song about how much Jesus loves me. And the first syllable out her mouth the tears just started running down my face. Never heard the song before. And as soon as she stopped singing, the tears stopped. Then she sang another song about how much Jesus loves me. In the first syllable out of her mouth, the tears just started flowing down my face. And as soon as she stopped singing, the tears stopped. And so the preacher preached. And they had an altar call. And I was sitting there where Brother Pope is sitting. And it was a battle going on. Should I go? Should I stay? And I said, Lord, don't let me down. Because I couldn't take that heartache anymore. And so I came up here to the platform. It was pretty much just like this. And I walked up here, and one of the pastors came and put his arms around me. And I just hung my head down low, and I said, the Lord broke me. The Lord broke me. And I began to weep. I began to cry. And then I said, I want to get baptized, and then the preacher said, Well, we don't baptize. It's the fifth Sunday. We had to wait till the, the moon is a right color, and um then we can baptize you. The water temperature gotta be at this. And so he started asking all the other preachers on the stage, oh no, we baptized on the sixth Sunday, on the sixth month, on the seventh day with a blue moon. And I was saying, Okay. So I didn't I didn't get baptized that day. And so I came home, it was just before um Christmas Eve, and I said, you know. I'm going to go out on Christmas Day and get baptized because it's the Lord's Day. It's Christmas Day. So I went all over Shalimar, Destin, Florida, Eglin, and no church was open on Christmas Day. None. And so I called a friend and I said, hey, do you think that the Lord would make a way for me to get baptized today? And they said, yeah. That was early in the morning. So I went out. From morning till evening time. And then I came all the way back to Crestview, Florida, down the main, main street. And then there was a church that was open. And so I went in. Well, I came up to the door, and there was two people sitting out there in front of the church just before you go in. And so I was up there laughing and talking and everything. And so I walked up, and they were like, their nonverbals were saying, like, go away. And they, and they said, what do you want? I said, I just come to pray. And their continents just totally changed. And so I went in, and they had this humongous Bible. It was bigger than this pulpit. It was really big. And it was just a light shining down on it. And all I remember seeing, that I can recall, is the word strength. I am your strength. And then I just left and went home. And then I called my friend, and I said, I know she detected it in my voice like, hey, the Lord didn't make a way for me to get baptized today. And then all of a sudden, something came over me and said, will your church baptize me? And she said yes, and then she said no. Then she said yes. Then she said yes. I just have to ask Pastor Cole. And I said, okay. Well, I'm five hours away from Jonesboro, Georgia, in Florida, I lost everything. I was homeless, and um, that's a testimony all within itself. And the Lord made a way and provided for me. So I know that I give my all to the Lord because I know what He did for me when I was at my my lowest point. And so I said, um, "Will your church baptize me?" And she said, "Yes." Let me give her um, Pastor Cole. And um, the Lord told me to go talk to someone, and the Lord said, He's going to give you a place to stay. And the Lord told me to go talk to Sister Angel. She was like 80 something years old, and she said, he, the Lord said, She's going to give you food to eat. And so I went over there, I hung out with Sister Angel. I love Sister Angel. Um, she just, I know she enjoyed the company. And so we would just talk and talk and talk. And she will just feed me and feed me and feed me. (laughs) And I enjoyed that. And so um, so I was putting all my stuff in one of my old supervisor's house, and they were somewhat rich, and they had five cars. And she asked, the wife asked, because her husband was in Saudi Arabia, what are you doing this weekend, on this New Year's Eve weekend? And I said, well, I'm going to Atlanta to get baptized. And she said, what? She said, I had a jalopy. All right, A jalopy is like a broken-down, raggedy car, for those that don't know. And um, she said, your car ain't going to make it. She said, take one of my cars. So she gave me a Geo Metro. I came up here on $10 worth of gas, all the way up here. And all the way back, that was $10 worth of driving. And I said, I like Geo Metros. <laughs> and so um, I came here and um, that night. And um, I can't remember who was singing. Um yeah, I can't remember who's singing, but they were singing that night and they had um worship, I mean, um, watch night service and then brother Cole asks us, um um who would like to get baptized and I would like to get baptized and I was the only one that got baptized tonight. That night, it was midnight. I was the first one to get baptized. It was right at midnight, so it was late in the midnight hour the Lord's going to turn it around. And so um you can you go to the next slide for me? So that's the night that Brother Cole baptized me. And so um, I'm really excited about that. And so this, I can't really say it's a sermon. It was just, um, just some words I want to share about uh, Brother Cole because I love him so much. He's a good mentor. He has been a good mentor to me. And so um, every year I usually put this picture out <laughs> around the time I get back, I mean, my birthday come around for us, Brother Cole baptizing me. And so um, I'm thankful um, that um, Sister Monique was praying for me, but I didn't know she was praying for me. After I got baptized um, on January 1st, I had to go back down to Florida. And um, when I got outside of Montgomery, Alabama, I, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, and here, only two weeks' worth of Bible study, and the Lord opened up the scriptures to me, and I'm able to quote the word to the Lord. And I said, Lord, um, why did you let this man come between uh, me and my wife? And I said, your word says, let no man put asunder what you have put together. And the answer from the Lord in only one time was, I didn't put y'all together. And I said, you did put us together you did put us together. So I was just driving out down the road, going back to back roads to um, Crestview, Florida. And after a while of, of arguing with myself, I said, well, maybe you didn't put us together. <laughs> and I said, well, Lord, if it's your will, I said, give me a wife like Sister Cole. All right, if it's your will, Lord, give me a wife that will love me back and I will love her back. And we both are growing you together. And the answer from the Lord at that time was, you will marry Monique. And I knew of her. I'd known her for 10 years, but not for someone to marry. And I turned my head. You know, like when you see a dog and they turn their head to the side, like, what? And I did that. <laughs> and I said, um, Lord, um, How's that possible? Because she's a godly woman and at the time I said, I'm a I'm a dirt bag. And so the Lord I just went on. And so um please please um hear what the Lord is saying here, okay. Um the when I was outside of Montgomery, this song came on that said, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And that kept coming to me. And it kept coming to me. And then all of a sudden I just started saying it. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The steps of a righteous man is ordered of the Lord. And I just kept saying that for about maybe 10 to 15 minutes. And I said, why am I saying this? And then I got back to, after that, I said, Lord. Now, the Lord told me who I was going to marry before I got divorced. I said, Lord, save my marriage. I asked the Lord to save my marriage. And so went back to Crestview, Florida. Uh, my wife at the time filed for divorce and everything. And I was believing the Lord to to save my marriage at the time. And um, we went to the courthouse in Shalimar. And it was a mass divorce where it must have been about 40 couples in there. And they had this big, long conference table from where Brother Mueller is sitting to, all the way down here to where the brother Collins played in the drums. And it was two sides. And the judge said, one party sit on one side, the other party sit on the other side. And so there was a whole bunch of couples over here. We were pretty much right here in the middle. There was a whole bunch of couples after us. And so the judge would say this, is there any way this marriage can be reconciled? You're the judge. All right. And they would say no, nope. and the judge would say, so be it. Sign the paperwork. Is there any way this marriage can be reconciled? Nope, so be it. Sign the paperwork. So it did that several times until it got to us. And the judge said, is there any way this marriage can be reconciled? And my wife looked at me very confidently and said, nope. And then the judge asked us again. Is there any way this marriage can be reconciled? And we both sat up like, hey, why are you asking us a second time? And then she said, turned her head to the side like, no. And then the judge asked the third time. And then when the judge asked a third time, I said, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. The Lord is going to save my marriage. The Lord is going to save my marriage. And she looked, my wife, ex-wife looked at me. Then looked back at the judge, then looked at me, then looked back at the judge, then looked back at me and said, no. And my breath left my body. I, I sunk down in the chair. And as I was falling, I was saying, no, the Lord let me down. And then all of a sudden, something just came whoosh, and caught me. And I said, thanks, Lord. Thanks for helping me to get through this. And my wife at the time turned into somebody I didn't even know. She went up one side of me and down the other side of me. But the only thing I remember saying was, thanks, Lord. Thanks for helping me get through this. And so over time, um, things were going good with the Lord and I got to a point where I started looking around and forgetting about, I like, was like David, you know, looking around. Everybody else is prospering, Lord. I'm here struggling. You know, I don't have a place to stay. I'm, Sister Angel is having to give me food and, you know, And but during that time frame, the Lord put in my heart to, to win souls and I just went out winning souls automatically and that just was just part of me. and. Everything that the Lord gave me, whether it's money or anything like that, I gave it right back to the Lord. And so I kept giving it back. I kept giving it back every time he would give me something. And so these are um, some of the things that Brother Cole has instilled in me. And, um, yes, thank you. All right. Brother Cole would say these, and some of y'all that have been around Brother Cole for the last 40-plus years, you would hear him say, let's pray about that. You know, let's pray about that. And um, he had one sermon about forbearance. You know, forbearance is, is a good thing. All right. So he said, when your wife is um, getting on your nerve, you have to forbear. <laughs> All right. Um, he said, he always would say, Brother T, and this was early on. He would say, Brother T, let the Lord open the doors. But I wasn't looking for any doors at the time. He, but he was telling me that way before i like, I'm not looking for anything, Brother Cole. Why are you telling me, wait, let the Lord open the doors? I wasn't looking looking for anything. He would say, forgive. And um, Brother Cole does have a forgiving, a very forgiving heart. And I know some of the stories that he shared in like, life lessons and when he was superintendent. And he would say, like, wow, you know, I could have really done that different. If I could go back and do it again, I would go back and do that. Um, he always say give to missions. And um, I definitely do that. And he will say, "The Lord is going to use you and Sister Monique." And what this whole thing is built around is the last statement that he would always say to me: "I have confidence in you." More specifically, he would say, "Brother T, I have confidence in you." And I would say, "Why you have confidence in me?" <laughs> but he would say, "Brother T, I have I have confidence in you." So I never considered why Brother Cole would say to me, Brother T, I have confidence in you. As some of you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher at Ola High School. I teach Air Force Junior ROTC. And I I, I want the best for my, my cadets. I don't want them to fail. I want them to be, to be successful in life. But I can't do it for them. I can lay it out for them and say, these are the things you need to do to be successful. And even if we lay them out, You still may not be successful, but this is the best path to go, all right? And so I tell my cadets, I believe in you. But after Brother Cole kept telling me I have confidence in you, that became my motto. I have confidence in you. It's like, why? I curse all the time. I I disrespect my parents. I said, but I have confidence in you. I know you're going to get better. And he's like, well, leave me alone, Sergeant McGee. You're getting on my nerves. I said, well, as long as you're with me for four years, I'm going to be on your nerves. (laughs) I love my job. um, And the Lord opened the door for me to get this job because um, uh, when I was retiring, I was asking the Lord, seeking the Lord, like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I said, I love teaching. I love teaching. Do you want me to teach in a Christian school or do you want me to teach in a regular school? And I saw the pros and cons of both. And so the Lord opened up the door um, I applied for a job here at Clayton County Prison. I think Brother Miller remembered that when he was asking for the, the chaplain assistance. And so I applied for one, and they hired me. They hired me. On a Monday, they hired me. And I was like, yes, I get to work for the Lord and get paid. <laughs> All right? And so um, um, I called back on a Wednesday with a question asking, do you want me to send my resume electronically or hard copy?" This was on a Monday. They told me I had the job. And they said, well, you're too late because you didn't turn in your paperwork. I'm like, well, you didn't tell me I needed to turn in. You just told me I had the job. And so I was going home for lunch, and I came, told Sister Monique, and um, I was coming back to work, and, and I said, Lord, I really wanted that job. And then my phone rang. It was Colonel Brown from Ola High School. He just took over. Commanding, and he said, I called back to headquarters down in Alabama, Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama, and I see that you have an application in that you put in four years ago. I want to know, would you like to be an Air Force GRTC instructor? And I said, Thanks, Lord. So the Lord opened that door. The Lord was the one that brought everything about for me to get that job. So I have confidence in my, in my cadets. In Second Thessalonians three and four, it says, "And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that ye both do and will do the things which we command you." Over the years, um, Brother Cole um, has asked me to do several things. Um, when Sister Smith was over at the nursing home, oh, actually, let me go back further than that. I I just came here. I just got baptized. I was traveling around the world, and Brother Cole asked, "Would you help out with the prison ministry?" I wasn't I didn't feel I was qualified to help out with the prison ministry, but he said, "Will you help out with the prison ministry?" I said, "Sure." And so I started helping out with the prison ministry. I started here, then you know, I went overseas in Japan and Iceland and every other country I went to, if there was a prison, I was going there to help out there. And when I got here permanently, um Sister Smith was here at the time, and she was over the nursing home ministry. And then she left, and Brother Cole um, came out. I was walking down the hallway. He put his hand on my shoulder. He said, Brother T, uh, would you mind um, taking over the nursing home ministry from Sister Smith? I said, sure. And so I started um, working with the um, nursing home. And I didn't feel I was qualified to do it, but I had a burden for souls. That was my burden. And so whatever... um, Brother Cole asked me to do. I just did it. Um, Brother Cole has been a positive example to me. Um, he has taught me how to pray um indirectly because when we come into the sanctuary, it's like I asked the Lord how to pray, you know. So Brother Cole would come in after that. I love you, Lord. <laughs> I love you, Lord. So I started saying, I love you, Lord. <laughs> I love you, Lord. And so I would I would do what he does. And um and follow follow his example. Um, he taught me how to listen to the voice of the Lord by reading his word. I asked Brother Cole, I said, how do you know when the Lord is talking to you? He said, he talks to me through his word. So when I put in a time with the word of the Lord, He's gonna he's going to talk to me through his word. So whenever I have a question or a need or something, read the word of the Lord, and then the answer is going to come. It may not come when you want it to, but just continue to read, and you'll get the answer. And so I said, Thanks, Brother Cole. All right. Brother Cole, um, <laughs> one day I've kind of sensed that Brother Cole wanted to run around a church, but he, he couldn't run around a church. And I said, Brother Cole, whenever you want to run, you let me know. I'll run around a church for you. And so one of the things that I I, I, I do that Brother Cole does, he always lifts his left hand and go like that. So... I'll be back there when the preaching is going on. It's almost like me and him will raise our hand at the same time and go, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. I didn't know I was doing that, but I saw myself doing that, and it's it's part of me now, okay? Brother Cole taught me how to be um, humble. Um, he's very, very, very um, humble. Um, the one thing that, I, I, that touched my heart one day is for those that have been in the church, these chairs been up here for a while. Brother Cole, I mean he really didn't sit up here. You know, he he sat down there because he didn't want to exalt himself. He didn't want to make himself boastful or anything like that. And um and I heard a conversation one day or I can't remember how it went, but he preferred to be called brother over pastor. He preferred to be called brother over pastor. And so um I started calling him brother. <laughs> Brother Cole, how you doing? But I still, in the audience of other people, I would say pastor. But I know that he appreciated um, um, when people call him brother um, because that meant a lot to him. And so so <clears throat> having confidence in others in church, I'm a I'm – vo- Very organized. (laughs) Uh, My wife is even more organized than me. (laughs) So um, some of you, I know I have approached at times asking, um, would you help with prison ministry or would you help with greeting or um, would you help with this or would you help with that? And I'm only doing what Brother Cole has taught me. I have confidence in you. I have confidence in you because Brother Cole taught me me to have confidence. I mean, Brother Cole had confidence in me. And so I see things in people, especially my cadets, uh, especially brothers and sisters in the church, that I want the Lord to bless that individual by being involved with the work, of the Lord, because the Lord is coming back soon. We don't have much time. And when the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost on July 7, 2001, he said, your time is short. You have much work to do, and your time is short. And so I was on fire because um, I wanted to do everything for the Lord. I wanted to do everything for the Lord. And I would work myself To sickness at some time, um, because I wanted to reach souls. And early in my ministry, um, I was a Bible head beater, all right, because the Lord has poured so much into me. But I didn't have the sensitivity, like Brother Cole, had to minister to people and um, to forbear and um, say words that are fitly spoken. So that took a little bit of time, and um, and I. Pray that the Lord would forgive me for the ones that I caused to turn away from the Lord. And um, but the Lord remembered me. He knew my heart. Um, and I'm just gonna plug this in. The pre the, the doctor that I raised my hand and said, I'm thinking about committing suicide. Well, after I got the Holy Ghost, guess who the Lord sent me back to? To him. And there was another preacher that was on the stage said, I can't baptize you. Lord sent me back to him also. It was on a hot, hot, hot day in Florida, and it was hot. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was hot, and I was at the gas station, and then he was across the parking lot, and he just pointed. He said, there's something different about you, and I can see it, and so he started walking to me, so I was standing out there in 100-and-something-degree weather telling about what the Lord has done. I was sweating and everything. He said, I can see the difference in you. I can see the difference in you. And I said, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I said, yes, you do. And so and um, I'm off my topic here. But um, seven years later, I was in um, Texas. And guess who I saw? This guy. And he come again saying, hey, fingers pointed, guess what? I got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) And so the Lord was faithful. He said, don't give up. So I I thank the Lord for that. In Proverbs 3 and verse 26, for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. And so this is how I learned why Brother Cole had confidence in me because um, Brother Cole had confidence in the Lord. Brother Cole only saw the Lord in me when I didn't see it necessarily um, for myself, all right? And so um, I have confidence in the Lord because he answered my prayer on that day when I said, I need to know right now if there is a God. And he showed up. Nothing could shake me after that. Nothing could shake me. The devil tried to shake me. The devil tried to take my life. The devil tried to take my wife's life. And um, I remember when Sister Monique was in the hospital, and um, when Pastor Fritz just took over the church, he just took over the church. And uh, Monique was in the hospital. We couldn't, at the time, um, couldn't find her. And they found her, and they took her to the hospital up in Gwinnett. And... um And um, she wasn't coherent. And Pastor French walked into the room. And the whole atmosphere changed. And then all of a sudden, he prayed. then Sister Monique was, hey, Pastor French, Sister French, how you doing? I was like, wow, that was awesome. But before that... I went down to the chapel, and they had a prayer room. And I was walking around like, Lord, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. And the Lord smacked me upside the head and said, get back upstairs and pray for your wife. (laughs) I was like, I did. But he said, get back upstairs and pray for your wife. And then um, Pastor French came in, and that made the difference. In 2 Corinthians 7, 16, I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things. And Brother Cole had confidence in me when I didn't even understand. So the confidence that Brother Cole had in me was because of the Holy Ghost um, that was in me, for the Holy Ghost that was in me. In Psalms 118 and 8, it says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And then the very next verse it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man and princes philemon 1 and 21 says having confidence in thy obedience i wrote unto thee knowing that thou wilt also do more um, than i say and so i don't know if brother cole knew this or not but because i love the lord i want to do everything when pastor french came here to the church and we had our leaders leadership meeting he had a big he had a long list ministries that he wanted to start in the church here. Pastor French did not ask me to do anything. He didn't ask me to do anything. And so I saw his list. I saw the need that he saw. And I said, um, Pastor French, I will do the bus ministry. And so I did the bus ministry. And so for the last five years, everyone that's been on the bus ministry... Has been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And several of them have received the Holy Ghost. And then I saw that on the Pastor French list, he said, I would like to have greeters. And I said, Pastor French, I will do the greeting. And so we started out with one, then we got two, then we got three, then we got four, then five, then six, then seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Now we have 12 greeters. Thank the Lord for that. All right, so let's give a hand clap unto the Lord for that. And so the confidence that, the, that Brother Cole saw in me was because of the Lord. And I want to close with this. Um, as I was saying earlier, I have confidence in you. And there's things that the Lord has given you, which is the Holy Ghost, to do the things of the Lord during these last days. Um, Every one of us is called. The Lord had confidence in us to fill us with the Holy Ghost. He had confidence in us to fill us with the Holy Ghost. He saw something because we're all fearfully and wonderfully made um, by the hand of the Lord. And so all of us are not the same. We can look around the room and see that. All right. But the Lord has a work for all of us to do. And so no matter what the devil's been trying to tell you that you can't do anything for the Lord, um, it's a lie because the Lord has a work for you to do. No matter what part of um, the church uh, ministry there is, um, whatever you do, make sure you're doing it unto the Lord. And everything that I do, I do it unto the Lord. So I'll close with these verses here. Galatians 1 and 24, And they glorify God in me, to whom, in Colossians 1, 27, to whom God would w- make known what is his riches, of glory and the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, or Christ in us, the hope of glory, in Philippians four and thirteen I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, and Galatians one twenty four and they glorified um, God in me, and so as I close with this last verse and this last slide of me and um, Brother Cole and Sister Cole at General Conference. That was my first General Conference. Colossians 127, um, to whom, oh, which I already read there, but I'll read it again. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, the Lord wanted me to say that twice. All right. And so here are we at General Conference, um, and I will close by saying that The Lord is going to use you. The Lord is going to use me to help win souls um, during these last days. We just have to have confidence in the Lord because he has confidence in us. So let us stand.